You did a three, two, one. <laughs> okay, you do it this time. I did it last time. Welcome. Yep. Good sound. Good sound. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to the Fat Guy and Skinny Do podcast about movies, TV shows, and other stuff and things in general. And now. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast episode thingy. Ta-da. Go. Episode one. Because the last one was episode zero zero. Okay. So this is episode one. And I gotta get my notes with the question. To recap, while somebody else is doing something else, the format is we take turns, we ask each other five questions, alternating between questions. Generally, with lots of follow-ups and a fair amount of rambling <laughs> in between. Yes. Griffin, do you want to go first or second? I will go I'm second. I'm giving you forewarning. My last question is going to blow <laughs> your mind. I will go second. Okay. Because I went first last time. Okay. So, my first question is, this actually, my sister Catherine asked me to ask about this in So it's a multi-part question. So the first part is, we do a little ranking game here at home where we rank, I give you, you give three movies and you just got to put them in your order of best to worst. So the three movies I'm going to give you, Griffin. Okay. Skinny Dude. Are Wonder Woman, Captain America, the first Avenger, and Thor Go. The original? The original Thor. Um, I'm going to say from best to worst of these three, obviously. I like them all. Um, Wonder Woman, Thor, Captain America. Mine would be the same answer, by the way. Okay. Now, here are the follow-ups. Or the follow-up, brother. Do you believe that Wonder Woman is either skewed in your mind or in general? More because it is a female-driven film or simply because of recency bias, go. Um, Sniffle. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Honestly, I'm surprised the people that listened to this on iTunes didn't just say, yeah, no, those two jokers cannot have a podcast on our platform. Um... I would say it's more recency bias, but I still think that it is at least better than the first Captain America. I agree. And I don't, and I think the, the female thing, I suppose maybe some people are overrating it because of the female thing. But I think it actually does give it a different feel. It makes it a different mm-hmm. feeling movie. So, I mean, I think that's legit. Yeah. Why it's better kind of a deal. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Dealy yo. Alright, my first question. I think we've delivered Um trying to think of which one to do first. Okay. What is your f- what is your favorite TV show character currently? 
Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> okay. Of Game of Thrones. Played by Peter Dinklage. <laughs> he had to... He's awesome. <laughs> but I told you this. I just listened to that. There's a binge mode podcast uh, brought to you by TheRinger.com. But they uh, they went through in detail each of the... They're going through every single episode of Game of Thrones, and I listened to it the other day, the first season. And uh, it was simply... Griffin's walking away. He's walking away during my answer. It was... Uh, there's waters in the bottom. It was uh, it was really good, and and by the way, unbelievable how much information they know and therefore there is about Game of Thrones and like the depth of the history and stuff like that. It's truly mind blowing. Oh yeah, I said it, mind blowing. Are you gonna open it? At some point, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, Do you have an answer yourself for your own question? I think probably. Jack from Lost, the main character of Lost, the doctor. You're a Jack guy and not a Sawyer guy? <laughs> That's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. All right. This one's going to take some thought for you. You ready? Oh, it's not the mind-blowing one. This is not mind-blowing, but this is going to take some thought, and, and the question takes a little bit of explaining. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's pretend I'm a gazillionaire. I am not a gazillionaire. (laughs) If I die, you're not going to inherit a gazillion dollars. But let's pretend, for funsies, I'm a gazillionaire. And I walk up to you and I say, I will finance any movie you want to make. And I'll finance it. I will pay, get it made exactly the way you want to make it. So you don't necessarily have to make it yourself. You can, whatever. All you have to do right now If you can give me a basic plot synopsis and who you'd imagine would star in it, I will get that movie made tomorrow. And you'll be a famous filmmaker because I will put all the money behind it that is necessary up to a gazillion dollars. What would the movie you want to make be? Go. Be go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> Look at that time's ticking away. The it's money's not... disappearing. <laughs> I might just walk away from this deal. <laughs> I'm losing confidence because he doesn't have an answer right away. Um, Dead air. Dead air. <laughs> Dead air. Uh, I can't think of anything. I can't think of any story, made up or existing, that you want to be made into a movie. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I thought you would have just said the story you wrote just recently. Uh, I don't know if that would work as a movie, though. Or one of the Percy Jackson movies that hasn't been made, or the <laughs> Kane Chronicle. That, Crane, 
Kane Chronicles that haven't been made into a movie or one of the other books you read? Mm. Nothing? You're going to let the gazillion dollars walk out <laughs> the door? Uh, Doesn't have to be get, a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe the first Kane Chronicles book? The Red Pyramid? Yeah. Who would star in it? I have no idea. Oh. Uh, I think I speak for everybody when I say we are disappointed. <laughs> disappointed. Okay, what's your answer then? The book I'm working on. Okay. Who would star in it? Who would play? The book I'm working on stars a guy that's basically a bear. So he's got to be a big guy, but he's Russian. Well, okay, so you got to think of the different stars. So you got to think of who would play Sean. <laughs> uh, so the main character, the bear, it's tricky. As I've, as we've often talked about, the the problem with like the Jack Reacher novels was what movie star do you get? I think probably Russell Crowe would be the closest thing, even though he's not nearly as big as the guy, but he kind of plays bigger on screen, and at least he can kind of come across as burly, and he could probably do the Russian thing okay. Uh, so star Russell Crowe. As as Artco, as 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 Artco, <laughs> perhaps the last descendant of the true bear god alive, and Shonda. Shonda, since she's half Indian from India, India, uh, India, from probably the I can't remember her name now. Oh, something Chopra. Per I can't remember her first name. She stars on um, Quantico, a TV show called, called Quantico. She's a huge star outside of the United States. She was actually just in Baywatch, too. Hmm. And The movie that bombed? The movie that bombed. <laughs> Although she might... Yeah, no, she could do it. Uh, and then uh, starring as Wolf would be a wolf. <laughs> oh, you actually just get a real wolf. Yeah. You would do CGI. You would just get a... Well, you get a real wolf, and then you just have somebody do his voice. And I I don't know. Maybe, maybe what you could do is you could just get... Like T.J. A... Miller to do his voice. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, what's your all-time favorite AGT act? Piff the Magic Dragon. Which one of his acts? Same qualifying or there was the one when Neil Patrick Harris gave him the golden buzzer when he like brought the sandwich out when he was doing the whole thing and he's like I'm hungry and I'm gonna eat and he just started to eat the sandwich while they were reviewing his act. Um, <laughs> so that would be his. The thing about him, the thing about Piff was it was he was so funny. It wasn't I mean his magic was good, but he was just so funny yeah. that it, it's almost like you don't remember the trick itself per se so much as you just remember Piff being hysterical. I think mine would be the um, tape faces qualifying act. Which or, one was that? I don't remember. Uh, one of tape faces acts. Any of them. The one when he did the the Tom Petty song "Free Fall" and was really funny. And oh, that was good. yeah. Tape face was great. Tape. The other one that's up there that that mom hated, but was the uh, was the guys doing the fake ninja thing, <laughs> the ninja class. <laughs> That was, just, that was so hysterical. Uh, 
All right. What is your third question? All right. We're moving this week. I wonder what time we're at. All right. Question number three. Are you ready? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dramatic hand. No cameras. No cameras. Dramatic hand motion does do nothing for us here. How high do you believe Cars 3 can get in your Pixar rankings? Mm. Which would suggest that you do a brief Pixar rankings. Mm. Um. What's number one? Well, Inside Out then is... <laughs> okay. Can't get to Inside Out, I'm guessing, right? It, it will never pass the first two, which is Inside Out and Up. What's three? Three is a tough one. Incredibles? Yeah, actually, Incredibles. Incre- Could it ever get to three? It can never get... It can never pass the top five. Yeah. So what range do you imagine? Are we talking about, like... Do you think it could reach, like, Monsters, Inc., Monsters University range? I think it could beat Monsters University, but it couldn't beat Monsters, Inc., because Monsters, Inc. is higher. Um, maybe... Finding Dory-ish? Yeah, around Finding Dory, which would probably be about, uh... Mid-middle road, middle of the pack? Yeah, about middle of the pack. (laughs) Middle-ish. Is Wally on the upper half of the pack or the lower half of the pack? For you? Uh, probably upper. Finding Nemo. Mm. It's a Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. I love it's Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I'm very fond of it. It's closer to the middle, but it's probably not like on the bottom half. The other one I like a lot that I have trouble ranking all the time. Yeah. Often, because I forget it's a Pixar movie, is Brave. Brave, the thing for me about Brave is it's like, uh, 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 it's it moves, it jumps everywhere. Yeah. And it feels more like a Disney movie, it frankly, does. than a Pixar and movie. And technically she counts as a Disney princess. Yeah. So it doesn't... Just throws the whole thing off. Yeah. Yeah. Could it, could it reach any of the Toy Story heights? Um, No. Because I think... Because Toy Story 3 makes you cry when they're going to go in the dumpster. Makes me cry when they're going to go in the dumpster. Oh, my. There's some... Toy Story when 3. It gives the, when he gives the toys away to the little girl in the end. <sighs> That's a killer. Then, and now we're going to get into a whole thing about up and inside out, and then we're just going to... Well, no, up and inside out are a different level of making me cry. Yeah. <clears throat> Where do you think it would fit in yours? Do you think it's going to fit in yours? I mean... I suspect bottom half. I suspect because I think if I were if I were putting them in, ranking them, Wait, so Cars and Cars Two. I mean, Cars I think is better than Cars Two. Oh, cars okay. Two is down with the Good Dinosaur. Well, I think the Good Dinosaur's number, whatever the lowest number is, really or highest number. Car- it's the worst movie, I think. The Good Dinosaur. Really, it's worse than Cars Two. Yes, I think the Good Dinosaur is significantly worse than Cars Two. I thought the Good Dinosaur was bad. I'm gonna. It is the only bad Pixar movie. I'm going to say, I think Good Dinosaur is 
it's a okay story, but I think the only reason, one of the reasons that's like it's let's see, there's fifteen I want to say Pixar movies. There's more than that now. No, maybe, maybe no, right. because it was like after when Finding Dory came out, it was like fifteen, and that was the last one. So I okay. think it's about fifteen. Yeah, because Good Dinosaur was fourteen, and that was right after Inside Out, and then next was Dory, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think Dory. Well, not Dory. I think Find um Good Dinosaur. Um, it looks amazing. Besides the dinosaurs. It looks amazing. Like the, the background animation is spectacular. Yeah, the clouds, the leaves, the but the character animation is horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they just don't look good enough to be in this world. I guess. <laughs> no, and the I yeah. clouds. I think it's better, but I think it's fourteen for me. I think it goes. I think it's about maybe like Cars two. The Good Dinosaur, and then... The sin of Cars 2 is it's silly. As much as it's a sin. I... The sin of Good Dinosaur is... It doesn't look good. And frankly, its story is a little obvious, but that's fine. Kids' movie, obvious story isn't. But look, okay, let's put it this way. Would you put The Good Dinosaur ahead... Of Ice Age. As in it's better than Ice Age? Yeah. It's tough. I think yes. I 100% guarantee you enjoyed Ice Age more than The Good Dinosaur. I was there when you watched both. Oh. Ice Age 2? The Meltdown? Ah. <laughs> 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 The only Ice Age memory I have right now is the newest one, which was awful. Well, yeah, but the Ice Age 2 and the... the, the well, I think the best Ice Age is obviously the first one, Yeah, but... Ice Age and Ice Age 2, I'm putting both those above the good dinosaur. Ice Age 3 with Buck? Buck oh, Wild? Buck is good. Ice Age 2's got the, got the vultures singing food, glorious food. Yes. Ice Age 1 has the dodo birds and... Yeah. Perhaps the off, most oft-quoted thing ever, The Last Melon. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, yeah. The Good Dinosaur. Um, but I'm going to say something, which is Cars 2's sin, I guess I did quote marks, is that it moved away from them being cars. It wasn't because Cars 1 was like racing, drifting, all that kind of stuff. And Cars 2 is about them being secret agents and stuff. And if I wanted to watch a movie about secret agents, I would just watch one with humans, not cars. And that's and also it's Star Vader. That's the problem I think of with it. I mean, I agree with your with your first assessment, yeah. but it's a little bit like I think you've heard Mom and I talk about this with Pitch Perfect Two, where they made it a Fat Amy story, where they took a supporting character who had a small part and was funny in a small part, and then they made the second movie much more about that character, and I didn't think that worked. And I think that was the same thing with that. I think yeah. Mater is funnier in doses, but I think when they made the whole movie a Mater movie, I just think it uh-huh. kind of fell apart. Yeah, but my biggest problem with Cars 2 is it just it moves away from them being Cars and is a spy movie, not a racing kind of cool, like, drifting, learning. Like, in Cars 1, he has to learn about drifting and stuff and 
It's racing. It's about racing specifically. It's not about secret agents and other things. I hear you. Yeah. Also, apparently, car- apparently, I found this out. So, kind of, Pixar movies have their signature hardest thing to animate kind of thing. Right. So, like, in um, Finding Dory, it was Hank the Septopus. The, yeah. The, oh, the octopus is missing an arm. Yeah. And Septopus. Septopus. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I know. I was just restating it. Yeah. Um, and so that was because it's like obviously hard to animate. Voiced those. by Ed O'Neill. <laughs> by TV's Ed O'Neill. Then in Good Dinosaur, it's like the leaves, the water, all that stuff looks looks great, and like the clouds and stuff. Then in Piopra. 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 <laughs> okay. Chopra. That was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then in. Coco, the one that's coming after Cars. Oh, I was going to ask what that one was called. I can't remember. New original one, which looks good. It's this. Um, it's this kid plays a guitar, and it's every exact right chord. That almost looks like the Book of Life a little bit, which is a movie we both liked yes. quite a bit. So yeah, that's not a bad thing. And then, and then in Cars three, it's going to be the mud because apparently mud is actually very hard to animate because it's. Different because it's different levels of dry and wet, and there's dirt mixed in and stuff like that into it. So, like the mud is going to be very hard to animate, and there's like a dirty dash. I think. So, do you think they just like they decide they want to add something that's just really hard to animate every single time, just to kind of creatively? I think they've kind of started to do that. I believe. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they're Pixar, so yeah. Pixar. 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 So there you go. See. All right. So Cars three. We have. I think it's. I think it's going to be. Last thing, I think it's going to be better than Cars One. So you're going to be the best Cars movie. Yes. Okay. We will see. And they're actually since the actor that did Doc Hudson's voice from the original. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul since, Newman. Yeah, since he died, they're actually one, very, of, one of America's greatest actors of all time. Mm-hmm. They are. I haven't shown you his movies, but you'd know that if you'd seen them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But they are reworking some of his, like, um, unused recordings from Cars 1 and putting them into Cars 3. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he shall live on. Yes. In voice. Okay, so it's my... It is your turn. Okay. Um, Good answer wh- on the Cars thing. Was the worst video game movie you've ever, you've seen? Max Payne. Very quick answer. <laughs> Okay. I'm trying to think if I'm right. I think it's often considered. The, I think the thing about Max Payne is it didn't resemble the game, and I've not played the game Max Payne, but I understand it didn't resemble the game Max Payne in any way, shape, or form. If somebody listening, and again, we both know that basically nobody's listening to these, but if somebody <laughs> were listening, they could correct me and tell me I'm wrong, but I think that was... And a problem, I liked it too, because I like a lot of the people in it. I like Marky Mark. And uh, I like, um, uh, what's her name? And then the other, what's her name? <laughs> uh, the girl that does the whiskey commercials. Great. Oh, <laughs> yeah, from that 70s show. <laughs> Wait, one oh, second. Talk about a brain fart. That's embarrassing. Oh, that hurts. And then Olga Karolinko is the other female character in it. She plays the sister. Oh, uh, golly. Um, 
I've heard that, well, I've heard that the Tomb Raider is bad. Uh, I kind of like the Tomb Raider ones. Um, and, I, and I've heard that the, uh, uh, what's it called? The Super Mario. Oh, that yeah. One that was bad. was, like, terrible. Um, Mila Kunis. Golly, that was bad. Um, and then... She's, like, a famous actress. That's just... Mm. I mean, I knew who it was, but... Can, anyway. Oh, wait, and then... It is. Trying to think of another one that I've heard was just terrible. I don't think I ever saw the Mario one. I just heard it was awful. Yeah, I've so because I've it was ones I've seen. I saw Max Payne. Saw it in so, theater. It was not good. Uh, I actually, but I like Prince of Persia just fine, and I like oh, the Tomb Raider movies just fine. Prince of Persia was okay. Yeah, yeah, they're just fine. I mean, they're not great, but yeah, I always forget that Prince of Persia was actually based off a video game. This is weird, but um, based off of two. Um, but I'm going to say one other little book. <laughs> um, I seen a parts of Super Mario, like one part of it, which was like through the middle of the movie, which didn't make sense. <laughs> that almost looked like a part from Doctor Strange, just animated worse. <laughs> Which did not resemble the game at all, but besides just Mario. So, I've heard that that one's awful. I don't doubt it. It should never have been made into a movie. Well, and then, like, the new Assassin's Creed movie was apparently pretty bad. Yeah, but then I heard some people thought it wasn't that bad. There's some people who were fine with it. I've heard that, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard that it's bad. It's, like, not, like, super horrible New Fantastic Four from 2015? Nothing's as bad as that. <laughs> or what was Shark Exorcist. Shark Exorcist. <laughs> Satan has jaws. <laughs> we were flipping through just on uh, Xfinity. This turning into a little thing. We were flipping through the like the free movies. And we got to the point where it's just like those made-for-TV movies. <laughs> and one of them was... Or shark. B horror films that never had yeah. reviews. And one of them was Shark Exorcist. Satan has jaws was its greatest tagline, tagline ever. <laughs> Best tagline in the history of cinema. Of Ooh. cinema. <laughs> Satan and then they even mirrored like the Jaws poster, so it was like a, a satanic shark coming up <laughs> out of the water. So awesome. I mean, we had no desire to watch it because we knew it'd be just awful, but, but it was but. as a as a thing, it was great. Yeah, as a poster. As a poster. It was beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Your next question. My question? Okay. Your question. Would you, skinny dude, (laughs) rather be, rather not make that gross sound like you did last (laughs) time about 55 times in the thing, or rather be, or rather be, depending on how formal you want to sound, an American Ninja Warrior, which meaning you have the skill set to actually compete to be the American Ninja Warrior every year. You're one of the better American Ninja Warriors. Okay. Or oh, that popped back. B. <laughs> <laughs> you're only 13. You're not supposed to have back problems yet. A professional wrestler, which means you have a contract with WWE 
You're in the championship American picture. <laughs> You're in the championship picture. American You're going to wrestle John Warrior. Cena at WrestleMania. American Ninja Warrior. No. Um, Make more money being a professional wrestler. Just saying. That's all I'm saying. I would get more joy probably out of American Ninja Warrior. If you say so. Which would you rather be? I think I know the answer. At this point in my life? Uh, well, at this point in my life, I'd rather be an American Ninja Warrior because I wouldn't have to travel as much. Because uh, professional wrestlers yeah. travel all the time. But I'm an old married man with a kid. Okay. All right. I'm not a young dude with no attachments in life. All right. Flying free and fancy something something. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is your last question? This is my second to last question. Did I go first? Yes. Oh, okay. Wasn't that long ago when we started this. Kind of was, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your favorite movie battle sequence? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably uh, the D-Day scene in Saving Private Ryan, which we discussed last week. Yes, we did. Um, we if you were going to go like superhero battle scenes... Some of the stuff in Wonder Woman, it was my, I mean, I liked a lot of things in Wonder Woman, but some of the stuff where she's fighting with the, with the rope and stuff is really cool looking. Um, uh. Some of those scenes are really good. Um, and then if it's just like a, then all of John Wick is awesome. <laughs> just all. Because he's like punch shooting people. He's like. Punching him with his gun and shooting him simultaneously and blowing their brains out. It's so cool. Uh, so, yeah. And it's understandable, boys. Yeah. It's relatable. Stole his car and killed his dog. Relatable. Totally relatable. You kill his dog and you steal his classic Mustang. And he kills the entire world. <laughs> that makes sense as a movie, as a story, as motivation in life. Um, What's yours? I like the whole end sequence of Rogue One too. I know. I was going to. Say, uh, I was going to bring that one up. That's a good one. Just the whole end sequence, entire thing. Um. A lot of them, Game of Thrones has a lot of great ones. I mean, that's not a movie, but the Game of Thrones. They have Harpoon um, where they have to fight all the zombies. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know they're not zombies for Game of Thrones snobs. I know they're White Walkers and what have you, but still, I like to call them zombies because they're zombies. <laughs> um, uh, um, the whole end big end battle of the Lord of the Rings trilogy is good. Yeah. Very good. I like the one in um, the second one, too. The two oh, Towers. Two Towers battle. Actually, I think Two Towers battle sequence is better than... Yeah. But that's that's just me. Because they're attacking the towers and they're throwing off the ladders and they're... Yeah, Everything else. And, yeah. Lord of the Rings has some good... The entire... Very good battle sequence. Yeah. Middle Earth... Just in general. There's a great scene in Apocalypse Now where they um, they go and 
onto this beach and they drop a bunch of napalm in their helicopters and stuff. And they, it's amazing. Oh, and also the um, the Hoth battle things from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Some of those Hoth battles, those are really good. Yeah. And also the um, Endor battle is pretty. Yeah. Ewoks aside, yeah. <laughs> Ewoks aside, it's pretty good. Oh, that but just... Return of the Jedi's got a lot of good stuff in it that gets lost in the Ewok nonsense. Yeah. Um, like the tree flying thing is really cool. Yeah. Um, or I I think my the the big thing that I like about the Ewoks really the only thing that I like about the Ewoks um, is the whole like they have the two logs and it crushes the. Uh, I thought you were going to say the fact that they got to have a party and sing goofy songs at the end. That song goes. It's the worst. Um. And they even changed it. Like, why he felt compelled to change that to make it so it was the younger Anakin ghost? I don't even understand. <laughs> that movie wasn't worth the effort to change it. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to think of it. Bad enough that you didn't let James Earl Jones be the father. You had to change that whole part, too. And it's not like you couldn't say with whole alien ge- genetics that an African-American man couldn't have been Anakin's fa- or Luke's father. That wouldn't have been a, that much of a stretch. Um, oh. Just saying. Um, um, um. Just saying, James Earl Jones would have been a great Anakin. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm just saying. Um, you got to get your mind clear because I'm about to blow it wide <laughs> open with my last question. It's very exciting. Uh, oh, this is the one that I was thinking of, but um, the whole thing, the ending thing from the original Magnificent Seven... The end, and also the end from the new reboot, Magnificent Seven. What's Those are my name, good. Roberto. You're damn right. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's a good movie. Mm. Um, also, we were thinking of a lot of battle sequences. Um. Oh, here's what I was gonna think of before. Um, there's a Star Wars game. I think it's. I don't remember which one, what it is, but it has when they're blowing up the base on Endor. Mm-hmm. It's Han Solo is walking past, and he just has the most nonchalant grenade throw ever. He just kind of just eh. he just kind of well, there you go waves his arm and throws it. Oh, it my. wasn't that quite nonchalant in the movie. It really wasn't. <laughs> um. I think he's stalling because he doesn't want to get his mind blown. <laughs> no, I had one. Um, the end of the uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oh yeah, that's good they, stuff. We're fighting all the robot yeah. thingies, and also the whole battle against the ego. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll want it. And if Guardians of the Galaxy won. Also. And if you count the, the dance uh, dance contest thing, that's, 
don't know how you're going to expand the concept of battle scene, but... Oh, I just have a good question for either after this or uh, next week. But... All right, are we ready to go on? Yes. You sure? I think so. You're positive. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Want a drum roll or anything? No. All right. <laughs> this is going to take a little explanation after I state the initial thing anyway. So, Minus what three. are numbers? Or, to say it another way, are numbers real? So, we have mathematical structures that basically, so numbers, points, whatever, and they describe how things interact and the ratios and things like that between those things. But are they real? Do they actually exist? Or are they merely structures that describe? Are they, us- are they merely... Um, human constructs to describe the relationship between things that are real. And if numbers aren't real and that's all we're describing, and since we use math to try to project things we can't see out in the universe, how much of the universe is real and how much of it's just a function of human construct? That went on in a Go. huge thing. <laughs> um, are numbers real? Okay. Do they actually exist? <laughs> Would you like to know what Plato says? <laughs> <laughs> wait, you actually searched up what Plato said. I knew what Plato said. Okay. I was like, wait, you actually like... Well, I don't know the exact words of what Plato said, but I know Plato's <laughs> opinion on this. You, you, you like did a whole research thing on it. You you made sure to have like an hour research. I think you know that I know how to ask these kinds of stupid questions all the time. <laughs> this kind of silly philosophical stuff is my bread and butter. I do it more than movies. Um, I may not actually understand it, but I've listened to enough to ask the questions. Real. I can just hear the light thing spinning of my computer fan. Um, I'm not going to use the whole yes and no that I used on your art thing last night. Such a cheater. <laughs> Or maybe they will. Who knows? <laughs> don't worry. This is actually just considered one of the unanswerable questions in the universe. So don't feel mm. any pressure at all. Um, because I might do the yes and no again. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. Some, this is actually. I'm going to. While I'm thinking of this, you can think of mine. Is nothing unobtainable? As in... I feel like you're playing in my sandbox now. (laughs) As in... I don't need to think about it. I can go with an answer to that. Wrong answer, sure. But an answer right off the top of my head. So... But you've got to give me your numbers really, the question. As in, can you legitimately think, do, or even have I understand. You're stalling. You don't want to answer the numbers question. (laughs) You don't want to go on the record. Um, I'm going to say... Um, the way we say the amount of something, as in the numbers, aren't exactly real, but the fact that there is an amount of something is a real thing. 
I pretty much just stated your question as an answer. Well, or are you saying, but but then what we... How, how we count them is just a human construct. But the fact that... So, for instance, the fact that there is a space between you and I is, is a fact. Is that real. is real. The fact that we give it the distance for whatever yes. we give it, that's a human construct. Yeah. Which also leads into the question of... Is which then makes numbers a human construct. Yes. Um, which also leads into the question, are metrics... Would metric... Also would fit in the yeah. same the general thing. Mm-hmm. All right. It's all a human construct. Answer to but my then, is it, is it possible then to even know whether or not said constructs remain constant throughout an unseen universe? Mm. And if we can't know that, which, by the way, we can't because we can't know anything, but that's a whole other broader thing, then why are we ever listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson about anything? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it boils down to. Or and therefore, global warming isn't real. <laughs> Science. Boom. <laughs> Science. Science. Yeah. Yeah. We just spiked the audio mm. multiple times. Uh, so, sorry. Is nothingness attainable? Unobtainable. Yeah. Or unobtainable. Right. unobtainable. Uh, no. You cannot obtain nothing. I agree. Except in death. Potentially. If you don't believe in a god or an afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) The only potential nothingness is after something stops being. Yeah. Which, death. So death in the actual sense that, as death is defined, that is something ending. The end of something's existence. Then it achieves nothingness, but then then it no longer is. So whether that is that nothingness or is that simply uh, no more. Okay. But then... Since if that which isn't I, one of my arguments for you can never not you can never not own or you can never own nothing or not own anything is the fact that you still own your body you still own everything inside your body that is your thing <laughs> that right. is your property so then when someone dies does their body is their body just it's not owned by anyone I would say yes. Their body is not owned by anyone after someone dies, since they have ended. But the, or but the have gone on. Yeah. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want like my siblings to call me after, if they're the only people to listen to this and be like, "Why are you teaching your son not to believe in an afterlife, you sick person, you?" <laughs> yeah, or gone. And on. listen, whatever. Okay, <laughs> he can believe in one if he wants to or not. That's unimportant. Uh. I'm just saying that if you die and there is nothing after this, then theoretically you achieve nothingness, but then do you achieve anything because then you are no more. So So I think actually in a circular logic sense, you can never achieve nothingness because even in death, you simply stop being. And if you're no longer being, you can't achieve anything. Philosophy. Philosophy. (laughs) And therefore... There's no such thing as global warming. (laughs) (laughs) There is such thing as global warming, by the way. Again, I don't want people to think about that either. Okay, you said you had another question you thought of? No, that was... Oh. No, that was the one that... I know, that was your mind-blowing one. Whose do you think was more mind-blowing? Yours was very good, by the way. Oh, 
Actually, I was going to ask. I think given the fact that I actually studied that junk in college, I, I think you actually came with a better question. Because yeah. I didn't even state mine particularly well. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you had to go off on more of a thing. Um, I can't help Also, what, what did Plato? Plato believed they were real, even though you couldn't see them. The numbers are real. But most fundamentalists and philosophers believe that numbers are a human construct. But then again, most fundamentalists and philosophers believe that just about everything's a human construct. And then, of course, you can argue that since we can't even prove that we're real, maybe literally everything is a human construct, including our perceptions of everything. Now we're just going to get into a whole thing about how the universe isn't real, it's just our minds, but then our minds This is real. all just happening in my mind. Griffin doesn't <laughs> exist. Or maybe it's happening in your mind. Or maybe this is all happening in Griffin's mind and I don't exist, but I wouldn't know if I don't exist because I'm a construct of Griffin's mind and he's controlling me and I have no free will and I'm just saying all this stuff, but it's really just inside of Griffin's mind. Which proves that we're actually in the Matrix. Exactly. <laughs> and of course, global warming isn't real. <laughs> So to sum up for today's lessons. <laughs> oh no, this is uh, a lesson. Wonder Woman is not overrated and was quite good. Um, um, Griffin can't think of a movie to make, so he's losing out on a gazillion dollars to make a film. No, I said the Red Pyramid okay. at a point, remember? I just can't think of who would star in it. Yeah. Cars 3 is going to be the best Cars movie. Griffin doesn't want to be a professional wrestler, even though professional wrestling is awesome. <laughs> um, Numbers are a construct. Our two worst video game movies are Max Payne and and the and Super Mario. Uh, the favorite TV show characters are Tyrion, are Tyrion and Jack. Um, nothing is unattainable, which also begs the question: Is Nothing, just a human construct. Yep. Boom. Um, we can't decide on a favorite movie battle sequence because there's just too many. We listed too many. <laughs> and, I blame Griffin for that. And both of our favorite AGT acts are two people that didn't actually win. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but became YouTube sensations in the process. Yes. So. And uh, as always, uh, we love Grace Vanderwall, and I've been trying to convince Griffin to try to date Grace Vanderwall because they're the same age, and she won a million dollars, and then we can get half of the million dollars. But <laughs> he won't do it, and it's not fair to me or his mother. It's mean. That's all it really is. So, ouch. <laughs> Until next time. This is Stay the alive. film guy and skinny dude saying uh, we don't have a tagline. Saying, now Satan has jaws. <laughs> Even Satan has jaws? Now Satan has jaws. The end. <laughs>